1: The San Jose Sharks Audio Network is proud to present Sharks Instant Replay. Highlights from the most recent San Jose Sharks game.
0: On a night in which Patrick Marva was honored by everyone around the game of hockey for his great contributions in passing Gordie Howe as the all-time NHL games played leader in NHL history, well, the Sharks took one on the chin. Final score, Minnesota 6 and the Sharks 3. Time now for our instant replay of this contest at SAP Center at San Jose. And here is how it happened this evening. In the first 19 seconds of the game, the Sharks started chasing. And the reason why was because Ryan Souter, on the first shot on goal of the game, would score his second goal of the year, assisted by Jordan Greenway. And he ended a 16-game goalless drought as a result. And Minnesota took the one nothing lead at the 12-minute mark of the first period. Marcus Foligno on a two-on-one play from Erickson Eck gets his ninth of the year. Yoel Erickson Eck, the lone assist, and it was suddenly 2-0 Minnesota. Jarrett Spurgeon had a strong game all night long for the Minnesota Wild, made it 3-0 at 17.43 of the first with his sixth of the year. Ryan Hartman, Matt Zuccarello getting the assist, and it was 4 uh, nothing at 19.10 of the second period when Kevin Fiala picked up his 17th of the year, and so all in all, a disastrous first 40 minutes for the Sharks. Fiala's 17th from Johansson and Spurgeon, that goal coming against Yosef Kozinash to make it a 4 nothing game, and because Kojinash relieved Martin Jones in the second frame. But the third period turned things around, because Minnesota had the 4 nothing lead, but it wasn't as if they should have been in front 4 nothing. They weren't playing that great either. But the Sharks found a way to get back into the contest. And wouldn't you know it? It was Logan Couture who would do it. Here's an hour quick save there by Kocken and rebound in front. Score! Logan Couture on one knee, kind of coming up after falling down onto the ice, puts the Sharks on the board at 119 of the third period. A simple-looking little dump-in right after the Kaprizov defensive play. It was Balsers who got across the ice, and in front, Meyer's shot was stopped, but Kocken just sort of slid out of position, and Couture falling down was able to bang it home catchers 15th from meyer and from balsers made it a 4-1 game at 119 of the third period then minnesota got a power play and then they scored rudolph's balsers took a hooking penalty that he argued on his way to the penalty box but at 408 he was in and minnesota would score 20 seconds later kirill kaprizov left absolutely wide open in front of the sharks net and missed assignments galore as the two defensemen did what they were supposed to do, going over uh, to outman the wild. Tomas Hurdle in front of the net was curling away. I think he thought maybe that they got possession, but Kaprizov took a pass from Fiala. And Scott Hannon, when Kaprizov gets the puck by himself down Main Street like that, it's in the back of the net.
1: No, he showed a number of times the skill he had. There was a backhand pass in the in the second period but again that shot he, he put that right up top on, on a sort of a rolling pass You can't give that type of guy the puck in that area with nobody around him and so it was a five to one minnesota lead but the sharks would come back 19
0: seconds later here comes evander kane tipped on that the sharks get another chance and kane scores maybe we should just not do any color commentary because the sharks get the draw they move in with a Weird-looking play. It didn't look like much. LeBanc centered it out front, would off a skate, kept in by Greg Patteron, and Knijov threw to the goal. It was stopped in front, bounced off a stick, and Evander Kane backhands it home to get the Sharks one back at 4.47. Evander Kane's 18th of the season came from Hurdle and Knijov, 19 seconds after the Kaprizov power play goal at 4.47 again, and so it was a 5-2 game. Interesting that that play is one of the typical examples of sometimes people don't get assists when they almost deserve one. That was Greg Patteron in his first game as a Shark keeping the puck in the zone, and he deserves kudos for that.
1: Yeah, I thought he had a you know a pretty good game tonight for his, his first one for San Jose, and he keep the puck in, and he made a great little uh, a shot there from the point.
0: And so 5-2 to two in favor of Minnesota at that point. And then the Sharks came down the ice on another broken play, Joachim Blickfeld has got a reputation for being a sniper, and boy, did he snipe on this one. He's called it a love tap. Here come the Sharks. Blickfeld moving in. He's got a chance. Fire is it. He scores! Joachim Blickfeld, his first National Hockey League goal. What a rocket! Down the right wing side, he rushed toward the open puck, which was inside the right face-off circle, and he goes top shelf on Capo Kakkanen to suddenly make this a 5-3 game. The Sharks back into the game at that point at 6:06 of the third. Joachim Blickfeld was the player of the year in the Western Hockey League in his last year in junior, scored over 50 goals, over 100 points. And he came in town and showed that he had the ability to shoot the puck at the NHL level. I think he proved it there.
1: Yeah, he put that right up top right where you hide the, the peanut butter and jelly. It was a great shot from low in the zone underneath the circle, um, and he put that right underneath the bar. So, you know, a great-looking shot, hopefully more uh, – more for where that comes from 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 blickfield it made it five to three but at that point minnesota started to do what they always
0: do when they have a lead they play really well with the lead they roll the four lines they've got very very stable defense and they really kept the puck away from the sharks for extended periods for the rest of the game and one other thing too minnesota tied a sharks record uh, for an opponent by not getting one single penalty in this game and they did that with discipline it wasn't like the referees were missing much i thought that they really were disciplined in this game and they held the puck and then just wore the clock out
1: yeah, no, I agree with you totally. I'm not sure Minnesota caused a lot of penalty. That's what makes me dislike the bolsers penalty so much. If you're gonna call that a number of times, there could have been a penalty in the game. So I think when you when you put the uh, the sort of standard at that point, moment, and that was a, sort of a I call a key moment in the game. Even though we didn't get the kill, you know, Balsers, that's the Caprizov goal, and then we score after that. You know, and I know it's early in the game, a long goal's will, but that could have made it you know a, a little bit of a four-three game instead of that five-three game.
0: Absolutely. Totally true, and it came down to the final seconds of the game, actually, with Josef Kozunas pulled for the extra attacker as the Sharks went for broke. Again, the Sharks had trouble pulling Kozunas because of good defensive coverage by Minnesota, and it came down to an empty net situation, and it went in. Cole knocked it down to himself, gunned it behind his net, cleared out by Benino toward the empty net. Score! So that's it. 6-3 in favor of Minnesota, and it happens with seconds remaining in the game. Official time, 19.38. Empty net, even strength goal for Nick Bonino. His seventh, Ian Cole, who fed it around, as you heard, gets credit for the lone assist. And so that makes the final score, the Wild 6 and the Sharks 3. That was the last meeting of the season between these two teams. Minnesota wins five times. The Sharks win three. And the Wild overall right now are unbeaten in eight games in regulation. They are 7-0-1 in their last eight games. That's an overtime loss in St. Louis that they had. On the other side of the ice, the Sharks have not won in eight games. They are 0-7-1 in their last eight contests. And they have been outscored 33-14 in those games It has been a rough stretch for Sharks hockey, and it doesn't get any easier as they have a must-win situation on Monday with Arizona coming to town.
1: Yeah, no, it's a huge game. On Monday against Arizona, if if the Sharks have any chance of making the playoff, they they have to win those games, and it's so critical. And and to go back to Minnesota in the streak they're on, they're hitting their stride at the at the right time, and that makes it interesting for a team like Vegas or Colorado for that one-two spot because uh you know Minnesota playing the way they are, you don't want to be facing them in that first round.
0: Well, to your point, St. Louis beat Colorado today in regulation by the uh, score of five to three, if my memory is right on the score, but they did win. They were down two nothing, and they. They came back to get the victory over Colorado. So what that means is the Avalanche lose for the 10th time. They have 66 points, and Minnesota's only one point behind for second place.
1: Yeah, it makes things interesting. That's the thing. Like, you don't know where this is going to lay out. It might be the last game of the year that really determines that the, the playoff and where everybody is situated. And uh, it could obviously mean a, a big thing, those, t- those uh, top two teams. That's it for
0: our Sharks instant replay. Final
1: score, 6-3. Minnesota defeats the Sharks. San
0: Jose Sharks Audio Network.